appropriate agenda. I want to be conspiracy. Worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. Oh, man. But, but they yeah. kind of make your mouth numb a little bit, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. a different kind of spice. Mm, I can't feel my tongue. That's what I like. Anyway, welcome everyone to the meeting for another week. We are Conspiracy. That is who we are. Let's introduce everyone. He mostly hangs out in damp fields of tall grass, but if you get him dancing, boy, does that ass glow. It's Joe Lightning Bug Zoller. <laughs> Wee! <laughs> My body is a chemical reaction. <laughs> and not one I'm proud of. Not one you... Oh, man. Okay. Live your life, man. Hey, we don't got to bring it up here. Okay. All right, all right. We'll move right <laughs> along to our, our, next, uh, our next comic, comedian, funny guy. Who knows? He seems like no big deal, but he's the cause of 33% of automobile accidents. It's Romy, reduced visibility, Sklar. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Very true. That's why I stopped spinning signs. Um, I got a lot of people to go to uh, buy used electronics, but a lot of accidents, too. Just causing all sorts. <laughs> Jesus. I would, I would twirl my sign in a, in a mesmerizing fashion. At least that's what the court case said. That's got to be a hard employee to let go. I mean, he isn't boosting sales by four hundred percent, but yeah, lot of lot of collateral damage. I will say, there's. I think that there is a huge disparity in that advertising model because ninety nine people out of one hundred, they're going to be terrible. They're going to drop the sign. They're yeah. going to leave in the middle of it. They're going to yeah. go get hot lunch, hot fries, <laughs> not do the sign. One uh-huh. percent, they're going to start flipping that sign, and it's going to be their calling. Yeah, they're going to be. A break dancer who's got it rough right now, mm-hmm. but they're looking for a quick buck, and that's what they're going to do. Look, it's a classic 80-20 profession, sign twirling. You know, 20% of the people are doing 80% of the real twirling and getting oh, okay. 80% of the results. Yeah, you got people out there just like jiggling. Yeah. 80% of people aren't doing shit with the sign twirling. The other 20% are holding it down and making or breaking family businesses. You know what yeah, I, I saw? I saw uh, there was a place in Orange County that had, um, it was like a tax place, and they would have a mannequin dressed up like a uh, Statue of Liberty, and it like had an automated like uh, uh, servo on it to like jiggle a sign, so it kind of <laughs> looked like there was a person, but it wasn't like, it was like all the effort of a sign, but uh, like you're going through the, 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 the visuals of a sign spinner. When none of the pay for a sign spinner. Yeah. Is the I idea, I mean, I guess the idea is just like anything moving draws the eye faster than yeah, something but, not moving. But the problem with was it wasn't there all the time. Sometimes they'd have a dude wearing the Statue of Liberty costume <laughs> really going at twirling that sign. When he didn't show up, he was replaced by a mannequin. <laughs> Why don't stores one? just have like, um, like basically a strobe light version of like an electric uh, billboard and there's like, Bounce those at an oncoming traffic to really like draw attention towards their business. I mean, Eric, that's a really good point, but you you have not been introduced yet in this podcast, so I just feel like it's a little weird for you to be talking. That's not my fault, Romy. Uh, well, I mean, we got caught up in sign twirling. I'm sorry for following the vibe of the show, everyone. Oh, who's that in the corner? Last but not least, he's got a human body, but lion face and arms. He's the avatar of the Hindu god Vishnu. It's Narasimha, Eric Ray. Hey, um, you guys hear that the highest coronavirus rates in Canada are in Quebec? 
<laughs> you know, it probably has something to do with all that French kissing they're doing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a sloppy type. <laughs> oh. I was afraid of French kissing as a child. Yeah? Man, I thought it would be such a bigger factor in my life. Are you bad at Frenching, Romy? Hmm? What? How, how are you guys what? at Frenching? With the tongue. You guys you go good to... at French kissing? Uh, no, I'm a big in-out guy. I'm a big uh, I'm a big snake tongue. I used to call myself the snake in seventh grade. I'm um, more of an Eskimo kisser with the noses back and forth. That's always a that... good move in middle school, uh, giving yourself a nickname. Well, I, I it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't necessarily like I didn't sell it to women. I more told it to like the stuffed animals in my room. I was like, "Hey, I'm the snake." <laughs> and you or had a pa- stuffed snake that the snake gets on the, the ground fuck? and slithers over to them, yeah. slowly curling them up. Yeah, or my parents. <laughs> What's up, mom, dad? I'm the snake. Look, I mean, this is just related to the word snake, but I saw a video where a snake ate an entire blanket online and then they were extracting the blanket from its mouth just why like not? huge just blanket um why not just let the snake have eaten the blanket why yeah, pull it out well because it was it was like it couldn't digest it and it was just gonna suffocate and die but it like gotten so much of the blanket in itself that they had to like take it to the animal er and all like all the vets were like videotaping it and they're like we saved the life of this snake um, uh, I have a question. So you're a like you're a normal like a regular town vet in Middle America. Mm-hmm. Ha- people who bring in exotic pets, yeah, you're just winging it, right? Like they train you for dogs, cats, maybe the occasional gerbil. Somebody brings in an iguana and says, "I think that he has like kidney stones." You're just opening that thing up and going. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I think that like <laughs> the bar works. is so much lower. Like, because like there's so many animals. In theory, it's like way harder, right? Like, yeah, it, like, it's mechanics. not like there's multiple like, types of humans. I'm not really familiar with this make, but let's open it up and see where, see what, see what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I've never seen this, but I'm telling you, it's in the area of the heart. So I'm gonna guess that it's the heart. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I've never thought about a vet doing work on a reptile i feel like you get in the business to work on cats dogs and bunnies yeah but there are specialties though like i mean certainly for like dogs and horses and like animals that people care about enough there are like gotta be super specialist doctors yeah but i does a herpetologist have a uh have a storefront are they running a brick and mortar operation or is that you know you call that guy he comes over with his 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 snake-sized uh gurney and extra long scalpel i mean yeah. are herpetologists the ent's of the the vet world they're that or the podiatrists they're the george none of those harrisons. jokes make sense <laughs> the george harrisons of the world why because he's a snake no joe do you have venom for george harrison Ooh. Ooh. no i love i actually oh, love I george harrison He's uh, oh, I he's do. underappreciated. Uh, George Harrison is pretty good at doing scales <laughs> on the guitar. I see, what, I see what kind of Eric we've got tonight, waiting in the rafters, Guys. ready to strike. <laughs> like an a- <laughs> like an asp. <laughs> exactly like an asp. 
Well, guys, well, lightning bug, reduced visibility, Vishnu's avatar, Narasimha. What are we talking about? Of course, it's Twilight. Ooh. The feel, the vibe, the word. What are we talking about today? We're going to start it off with the god avatar himself, Eric Ray. Guys, how much money would you pay to kill a vampire? Um, the, I mean, pr- nothing unless there was something in it for me. Okay, so yeah, zero. I, I mean, some I, for the opportunity. I, I don't know for the ability. Oh, the, the ability oh. to oh. kill a vampire. Oh, I suppose if I knew vampires were a thing, then I would probably price a put a a, a high value on uh, on being able to kill them. Hundred bucks. <laughs> Joe? Uh, I don't know. I feel like if I am in need to kill a vampire, it's probably threatening my life. Yeah, I don't know. 100 bucks sounds fair. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> All right, well, I got bad news for you, boys. Um, that is uh, not possible with $100, but if you're willing to fork out around uh, $3,000... You can buy a vampire kill kit, which is currently on auction in New York. It was made in 1897. It includes silver crucifixes, a holy Bible, and a small gun with some silver bullets. Oh. Oh, that's neat. That's kind mm-hmm. of both cute and metal. Now, if I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, call me a stupid friggin' idiot, but silver bullets only affect werewolves. Joe, um, yeah, I mean, I think stupid. Friggin' idiot. Silver has long been a a no-go for monsters of all sorts. I mean, I would would think Joe makes a good point, though. Like, a silver bullet could be useful, but it's no silver bullet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) You're coming in trying to take Eric's energy. I don't... (laughs) Two episodes in a row this has happened with me and Romy. Yeah. Two fucking episodes in a row. The roles have swapped. You gotta let it go. Fuck. (laughs) Now, I understand that Silver, by its nature, has antimicrobial properties, and that's why it's seen as this kind of cure-all for monsters. But if we were to pay attention to the lore, a silver bullet would not kill a Dracula. I don't think it. I don't think they like it. You know, I mean, in, I don't think uh, anything likes being shot. Well, uh, what what was the sexy vampire show? Uh, True Blood. They would catch him with silver nets, you know, and it would like burn <laughs> their skins. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think is- a silver net. <laughs> well, I don't think they were they can't I don't think they had like regular nets and then they would pull out the silver one. It was specifically was it- made to detain vampires. Oh, you don't think they changed net cartridges whether they were f- trying to hunt humans or vampires? Well, I feel like a nylon net on a human is not like it's not that bad. Uncomfortable. I think it was the act of like burning of the silver that weakened them. Oh, like they couldn't, you know, just couldn't like fight their way out of it, like a kitten in a pillowcase. The real issue here, though, is regardless of the effectiveness of the kit, let's say it's great, you you have to carry around a a, a vampire kit with you at all times to to have good effectiveness. Because if you ever forget it, just that's when you're going to get. That's where they're going to go for you. Shows you're prepared. Yeah. yeah. All there, the gear all the time, Romy. You could take the gear out of the box and just carry it around yeah. individually. <laughs> it's like a small gun. Just shove it in your crotch. 
Yeah, but you, what else you got? You also got to have the crucifix. I guess you wear that around your neck. Well, let's see if we can create a good. Well, like, you should be wearing the crucifix around your neck for religious reasons. That's what yeah. the already. Goes, that's yeah. why. Essentially, you, know, you have to wards. end up looking like Chris Angel. But Not, you might, say that like it's a bad thing. Chris yeah, Angel. I, I mean, hey, is the only guy who can get laid, no questions asked, in Vegas and kill a vampire anytime without changing his outfit. And that's what mm. his outfit does for him. What does your outfit do for you, Romy? If you want to talk yeah. shit on Chris Angel. Um, I mean, Chris Angel can only get laid with camera tricks. So, that's, Oh, my uh... God. You and your magic <laughs> shit. I once saw Chris Angel walk on water, and two people were underneath him and feeling with their hands, and there was oh, nothing. Oh, man. What do you think? Uh, You're I, the magician? I mean, Ruin the joke. I would love to see that video tagged with how much everybody got paid to be... Uh, to do exactly what they wanted. You're the worst kind of person. I have seen that video, though. Romy, I, when, I watched Romy, a lot Romy, of... When did the light go out of you? Hey, if you want to talk about great magicians, we could talk about Penn & Teller, you know? We could talk about David Copperfield. I mean, David Blaine, I'm a big fan of. Love his stunts. He does the real... You know... It's Romy not really... Yeah, that, but David, David Blaine's not really magic. It's it's more just like stunts of endurance. It's in, intense physical feats. I mean, he also did magic. What do sure. you respect most about David Blaine, Romy? Um, I mean, like, the thing that made him so awesome was he just did, like, he would do a lot of, like, relatively basic tricks. He'd take and, but, like, go out and just show them to people, like, in really cool situations that just felt really awesome and, like, organic, and they're fucking sweet. Um, like, you actually got good reactions of, like, felt modern. You got YouTube, like... You're just throwing a lot of words out here. As like these, these are good synergy, answers, but the the correct synergy answer, power. Correct answer um, is his eyes. His uh, eyes. Um, yeah, I, he's hot. I agree. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I've seen that body. I've seen that body live. It does not quit. Yeah, like Penn and Teller could never be David Blaine because Penn and Teller look like Penn and Teller. Because yeah. Penn and Teller looks like the ogre that the magician defeats. In the ancient <laughs> fantasy stories, they both do. No, I just said, oh, Penn and Teller. Yeah, Sean Penn. Penn. Teller is Sean. Wait, Sean Penn. I know Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, what is it? Penn Gillette. Penn Gillette and Scion to the Gillette Shaving Fortune. Yeah. <laughs> so, Eric, did did anyone buy this kid? Is it still up for auction? Can we get a hold of this thing? Um, it's not clear. It was up for auction in July. I don't know if anyone uh, bought it, but apparently it's just kind of um, nerd merch uh, from the 19th century. So Dracula, uh, the book came out, and then like the proto geeks decided to build this garbage and sell it. Uh, but it's like fancy. Uh, okay, so it's like, not even. It wasn't built with the like serious intent to to kill vampires. It's more of a. I get. I don't know. I don't think anyone actually built serious things to kill vampires. I think people never oh. really actually cared about vampires. Werewolves, sure, but like vampires, yeah. I don't know if those are like that's ever been a genuine concern for people. I don't know. I, I, there, I there heard a thing about like there might be a real origin to like the idea of vampires. Like when you get uh, rabies, it would like ca- cause a lot of the effects that like we associate with vampires and also like garlic was known to like help with that. Interesting. Um, um, like pe- uh, people who died from rabies would have like their, like I think with like when they died, their like lips would be kind of curled up. So it would kind of reveal their teeth a little bit. And then also they'd be afraid of, of 
like it was often received from bats or wolves were like uh, two animals that were associated with it. I, I said this recently. I was like, yes, I buy it. Rami, if you are my child and you contracted rabies, I would not seek treatment. <laughs> Man, if I were your child, I wouldn't tr- seek treatment either. Oh, you son of a bitch. God, stop stealing oh, my fucking around. bitch from me. Flipped it on you. Flipped it on you. Man, imagine the time, because this used to be a real thing, back when wolves were a real problem that you had to worry about. Like, I understand that we have a fear of wolves. Yeah. But the there, there's like a large portion of Boston's history when they were first getting started that they were beset by packs of wolves, even in their, even in their homes and <laughs> their town. Like, there was no escaping these crafty wolves, and they would steal children. Yeah, I bet. It's the same thing, like, France had a big wolf problem back in the day. That's where, like, the werewolf kind of story comes from, are these, like, giant packs of wolves from back in the day. They used to sneak into towns, and they used to have to fight. I don't know. I think a lot of that's kind of bullshit, because, like, people still say that shit, and it's just, like, not true. Like, when I went to New Mexico, when I went to New Mexico... People build shelters for their kids because in the 90s they reintroduced wolves. But wolves have like never attacked anyone in New Mexico and they've lived with bears and mountain lions for years. That sounds like that sounds like like overreaction to to people saying that's like people saying like, oh, we're releasing the wolves in this area. And people being like, well, I'm going to have to build a wolf cage now for my children (laughs) because they're obviously not safe. If you re-release the wolves in this area, wolves, wolves, not for the past 60 years. And that's in the town. That's in the town ledger. I don't know. My theory is that they were just aggro that kept on killing their cows and sheep. And then probably whoever lived in Paris didn't give a shit, so they were like, let's come up, let's come up with something more interesting. Yeah. We gotta, because right now no one gives a shit about our sheep, they just tell us to get more sheep, we gotta figure some shit out. I see, I see. You know what I mean? Metropolitan concern to solve rural problems. Yeah. And I guess this is my long-winded way of saying, should we care about alleged children's deaths? (laughs) Or are farmers just covering up their losses? I mean, who's to say how many children farmers actually have? That's. I feel like childhood was a nebulous state in in certain periods of time. You, that, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> a big deal whether you were there or yeah. not. You know, it's like the, the, the you were you weren't a real person until you got to like, I don't know, seven or eight. Well, they didn't name you until you were ten. Is that true? <laughs> no, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I think they named each and every one, and it always hurt. <laughs> It's always painful. It's always painful. <laughs> I was going to say, though, in New Mexico, mountain lions are a legitimate concern. In Albuquerque, that you have these people who build their houses up into the foothills of the mountain, and the mountain lions will just pop down their back, pop down the walls in the backyard, grab whatever dog's there, kid, cat, and dip out, and there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, well, so, until now. We have we have our uh, mountain lion proof dog dog houses, complete with barbed wire. I mean that could be a re, that could be a, a rebranding for the kits. yeah. I was gonna say for the vampire kit where you just brand it as a mountain lion kit. <laughs> yeah, just, just a big mallet. Slap on a new a sticker on it. <laughs> Use these silver bullets. Mountain lion. I feel lions like a silver, silver bullet would yeah, that would definitely piss off a mountain lion. 
I guess, but isn't silver really soft? Would that survive that sort of... Uh... I think gold is much softer. I don't know if silver is that soft. I think hmm. two soft, things can be I soft. I what mean... am I, Johnny Tremaine? What's next, Ooh. Eric? I don't get that reference. Um, oh, it's a solid ref, though. Do you guys know that last month, Stephanie Myers released a prequel to Twilight? No. What? Uh-huh. Except in this, do they show they, all the dicks in this? Did this one start out as a fanfic of Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, is she going full circle? <laughs> oh, I wish. Um, no, it's uh, a prequel told from Edward's perspective, and it's 750 pages. Some, hey, some might say not enough. Um, hey, guys, Man. can we take a quick break and just all, like, maybe go to the bathroom or pop on Amazon and make some orders? I gotta <laughs> What's going check on? This out. I would honestly do a book club if we want to read the new Stephanie I mean, Myers book. Because one of the creepiest part of any vi- of any vampire story is this this vampire meets the, the, the young ingenue, right? Mm-hmm. But the vampire is, like, 700 years old, and the woman is, I mean, in Twilight, in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of the the expanding uh, relativity of the 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 like oh I'm like a really old man and you're just like ooh you're just a you're a tiny one in my eyes but I'm because I'm so old so old yeah and it doesn't look like it no it doesn't but just know that these eyes have seen a lot I'm just saying I'm only I'm only thirty one right. And already the the idea of going and hanging out in a high school, uh, around high schoolers, for more than a brief period of time sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine just having like this 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 lifetimes of experience being so worldly, supernatural powers. You've got real fucking shit to deal with in your day to day, and then what you choose to go do with your free time is hit on high schoolers. Yeah, also what's weird about that is I think in the book he's like perpetually stuck at 17, which just like if you're going to lie and say you're 17, just lie and say you're 19 and not hang out in fucking high school all the time. (laughs) It is so easy. There are so many people who I have seen who I'm like, oh, they look like they could be in high school. And somebody's probably like, no, they're actually 20. Like, all right. Well, so that's what they do, but they also have like their parents are also like similar aged, like they're, or like twenties or something. So the like the whole thing, parents? yeah, because they yeah. all have the same thing. So it's like very arbitrary ages, but like they have to do like whoever looks a little bit older, like you be the parents, and it's already like very questioned. So mm-hmm. it would be a little dicey if if they said nineteen, because then they're like, well, when did you have these kids? Like when you were like twelve, twelve, like. It doesn't like they're already on such thin margins. Like like, it's so not believable. Romy's coming as from scenario where a family of vampires have to go like blend in together. Like yeah, oh yeah, yeah they they like have to be together. Portraits at like a J.C. Penny or something. <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if we weren't doing this, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> Good thing they're seventeen. Like they walk in, everyone assumes they're just friends, and they're like, no, 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 no. This is my parents. It's normal. Man, imagine how jaded you would be and you're at a high school and you're just like whipping out you don't have you don't have any sort of like thing that can happen to your body. You're whipping out crack. You're like smoking rock. You're like, "Hey, try this. It gets you high." Just like to feel something. 
So th- is that what you would do if you were a vampire? Smoke crack? Yeah, I'd teach the kids to play dice. Teach them to play <laughs> bones. I wonder if drugs would work for vampires because, like, they can't consume food. Um, so, like, would like yes, they crack can. Would be unpalatable. They could eat food. It really it like sucks. <laughs> Doesn't like, mean they, they can't eat it. <laughs> they could, like try to force it down, but it's like eating shit. Yeah, I guess it depends on which vampire canon we're going with. If we go back to True Blood, I know you guys don't like these rules, but True Blood, you know, they would oh. straight up, it would hurt them just to eat regular food. Oh, really? It would make them sick. They would vomit. Yeah, that's uh. similar with, I think that, I don't remember, it was a while ago, but I don't know. I'm going on Twilight rules. Twilight? Twilight no, it, they have that Italian Twilight was dinner the first for Bella. vampire book. Was that, Eric? They have that big Italian dinner for Bella. Yeah, exactly. They can eat food. I don't, but like. They may possibly. Eric, what's going on in this book? This new book? What's going on? I don't fucking know. I haven't read it. I'm tr- this is my selling point. Let's read it together. Okay, okay, okay. Fuck the podcast. I, guess- I want to read this book with you guys. That can be a new uh, spin off we'll a- of the meeting. The spin off of the meeting podcast. <laughs> it's it's just, each episode is a chapter of, uh, of Midnight Sun. That's what it's called. I mean, I'm just hoping they go, you know, I hoping they go back through his whole story and, and really inadvertently call attention to how much older he is. Like, how how recently this 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 teenage girl came into his life and he's like, you know what? This is the one I'm going to start some shit over. Yeah, but that's because, oh, Jake, you don't get it. That's because she's got the special blood. She's got the blood that just, is so what? attractive to him that he can't help but want to, to he's been running all over the globe. He's lived, you know, seven lifetimes. He he, he hasn't found anyone else with tasty blood. No, it's and all any other sexy seventeen-year-old with tasty blood. It's all Jake, gross Jake. blood. He's lived he's lived a thousand lifetimes, but he's yet to find somebody as deep, complex, and emotionally satisfying <laughs> as this perfect woman, who maybe is very similar to the reader. Um, <laughs> who's almost nondescript to a point that you can project yourself onto her look it's like if an ad lib became a person um mad lib Uh, it's hard to find a character in twilight to identify with that like doesn't have something very unpleasant that it might imply about you yeah that's why i identify with a baby yeah yeah that's good completely I identify the with the who- dad. I, I identify with the dad. I like the dad. The dad was always a, he was a cool guy. He was a cool guy. What's I think Alice? She was fine. Sure, yeah. I think they were all like inherently fine by their nature of being a vampire. One of them was a Confederate. <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about that one so much. Wait, was that no, part of the book? I think so. Yeah. No, I thought he was in the Mexican American War. He just no. mentions it casually during the Italian dinner. Yeah. Just uh, by the way, hey, by the way, I was I fought for the Confederacy. Thought you should know that. Anyway, here's a roll. <laughs> anyway, uh, I can see the future. Um. <laughs> I was probably skimming that scene so I could get to the hardcore kissing. No, what was his? What was his power? Kissing. Oh, he could. Con- he could. He could control. <laughs> oh, man, look at that French. He could control the emotions of people around him. So, like, I, I mean, if you think about it, he could be like, yeah. I was a soldier for the Confederacy, but all the while he's like calming people down, so he could like tell that to just anyone. <laughs> what a good party trick! What a great fucking party trick! 
It's like you becoming a vampire and doing crack. Someone being able to like influence people's emotions just so he can tell them he's a confederate seems like a, just an abuse of a, a power. Damn, this teacher. Like, this maybe- teacher's. Uh, this teacher's uh, giving us a lot of homework, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she fucking is. <laughs> Man, it'd be wild maybe if somebody so, hit her with a rock. So old. <laughs> So old that like he doesn't know what's appropriate for the time period. He still thinks he's like pretty close to the Confederate South, and is just like, yeah, no, I fought in the war. Like, right? That's good. Yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's bad now. Vampires must be bigoted as fuck. Yeah, he just keeps saying back in the good old days. But they, they, but they sort of hate all people. So I don't know if they would have ever gotten wrapped up in like. Only these people are bad. I just feel like specifically women's lib, they'd have a hard time with. I feel like there'd be a lot of a lot of slapping. <laughs> Jesus, man, that's yeah. a hard. That's a that's a that's a deep reading between the lines of Twilight. <laughs> I just, I just. He, Twilight is actually. I mean, I'm not going to defend go, the vampires go, as progressive. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying you're a you're an all powerful monster, right? And you go 900 years just fucking whatever, <laughs> eating whatever, doing whatever you want. And then in the last 50 years, people are like, hey, man, you got to like not be just utterly disrespectful to women. I mean, I just feel like a vampire would have a hard time adjusting. I mean, maybe that's what Midnight Sun is about. Maybe Midnight Sun is Edward coming to terms with the fact that he's been a monster yeah. for so long. And finally, he finds Bella and he says to himself, you know what? No more. No more. That's not me anymore. <laughs> I know that I've spent thousands of years trying to hide my true nature as this humanoid being that like secretly feeds on blood. But mm. these new social norms and customs, come on. These are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I really hope this book is like her rebuke of cancel culture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, what if she goes real like J.K. Rowling with yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. A, she's real defensive. There's a character that's like v- v- a thinly veiled yeah. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. We can all like, agree. I've been around for a hundred years. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of positive change. I've seen a lot of good change. But I'm not going to call a perfectly good he a they. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can deal with. The real is Bella's. This is Bella's diatribe in the middle. I can deal yeah. with the reality of vampires, but a man is a man and a woman is a woman. <laughs> I just don't understand how you could ever hope to experience, you know, hope to know the full vampire experience not being born a vampire. So, you know. <laughs> anyway. Well, look. Fucking it's, turf. It's ordered. It's on the way. Free delivery by Friday. Yeah. Don't I'm excited. About it. We'll, we'll we'll definitely. I think we'll do a follow up here to see how this goes. Um, Eric, do you have any more Twilight Twilight bits? Let's move right along to uh, Mr. Romy Sklar. All right. So since uh, you know other people really took the 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 main Twilight associations, squeezing me out of all good content, I really had to. Uh, I had to. I had to. I had to fight for my own. Uh, so. Twilight, right? A lot of people are crazy fans about it. But crazy what else are crazy it. fans up to besides Twilight? Let's let's jump into that world for a second. Uh, so these are some stories of like fans doing wild shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like people 
people who are fans of things, not like ceiling fans or anything. Yeah, I understood. Um, all right. Um, if you uh, so this is uh, if you can't go um, this first person had an interesting name change, uh, uh, Linda Reese, or as she's now known, Miss Kanye West. Ooh. Legally changed her name from Linda Reese to Miss Kanye West, explaining that she decided to do this so she could show him how much she loves him. She also has his name tattooed twice on her body. Oh man, that have they met? What's um, what's their no, relationship? No. This is just. I think this is like they've never met, but it's like such such a big fan. She wanted it to be like as close to having married him as possible. Okay, I just feel. I mean, at some point, at some point, she'd done two of those things, and then decided that a third was necessary, and that's yeah. where I get lost, where I just yeah. can no longer empathize with the situation. Because I could see, I could see getting a Kanye tattoo, and changing my name to Jake Kanye West, um, but, but I don't feel like, like I need to circle back and get a second tattoo. I feel like I've pretty <laughs> well done the thing. Right? Yeah, is Kanye gonna be like? Who's this girl think she is? She's got one, two tattoos? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What were the tattoos of? Just his name? <laughs> I don't know. I think just his name. She should have gotten a tattoo of his face overlaid on her own face. It's, it's Kanye West, <laughs> but, the, but the A is a heart. <laughs> so she looks like Kanye West? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like those people who tattoo like lizard faces on their faces, except it's yeah. Kanye West. I feel like we've talked about getting this tattoo before, where we just get our own faces tattooed on our face. Yeah, off air, <laughs> in private. Yeah. I'm sorry. I won't. Never mind. I will not bring that up in the, on the show. Then. Yeah, thank just, you. I just want to finally look like me. You know. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, Kanye's a little crazy. This might work. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 a hail mary pass that I think he would ab- appreciate with. Uh, he would empathize yeah. with it. The commitment. Yeah, yeah. You I guess. catch him on the right. You catch him in the at the right time between albums. Yeah, and he's and he's a maybe. You catch him between the right, the right place between highs and lows. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's how most you know most bipolar. That's their yeah. ideal. Yeah. <laughs> that's their ideal. There's probably one spot upon that spectrum where he's like, "Damn, that's the freshest look I've ever seen in my life." I really want to marry you, and then the rest of the time, it's no thank you. If if she had just like been there at the store when he was gonna buy, like he got to the point where he's like, "I'm gonna buy a MAGA hat." Maybe mm-hmm. that could have been his detour. Is just she he marries a random obsessed fan. God, I never even conceived that MAGA hats were getting sold in stores. Man, that's how I imagine. <laughs> just a hat store. <laughs> hat store. Um, do you have any more crazed fans, Romy? Oh, I got so many more crazed fans. Let's uh, do a couple. J Lo had a crazy had a crazy fan. Um, this creepy stalker decided, you know what? I'm gonna move in with her. But he, look, we don't know if it was intentional. He forgot to mention it to her. Aww. Luckily, he snuck back the, past the security without being caught and moved in to Jennifer Lopez's pool house for a couple days, sharing pictures on Facebook until he got caught and kicked off the premises. I think he legally lives there now. Yeah. <laughs> if he lived in Massachusetts, he would have squatters' rights. And it would be. I think he'd have. Yeah. It would he'd be. He'd have grounds to evict J Lo. It'd be incredible if the court would convict him. 
I mean, that's why this, I mean, this podcast has been saying it for years. Uh, keep, make sure to guard your pool house as strictly as your regular house. Also, let's end squatters' rights. I mean, I think that we've said it before, but <laughs> Conspiracy Presents the Meeting, featuring Conspiracy Presents the Meeting, is anti-poor. We are anti-poor and we are anti-squatters. And I think if this is the place where I got to die on this hill, then I'll do yeah. it. And people have said, what a wild stance for a bunch of poors to take. I said, listen, <laughs> listen, if you think I'm wrong, you can take away this house that I've been living in unlet for nine months. <laughs> But we got to end squatter's rights because the poor woman who lives upstairs, <laughs> the torture that I'm putting her through is unbelievable. <laughs> this isn't fair. Someone should stop her. Her septic system cannot handle what I've brought. I also, I, I feel bad for people who, uh, like, they get really close to, like, the legal limit of squatter's rights and then, like, get found out. Like, that's yeah. got to really suck. What do you, you think the cops like? Get... You think the cops pop in and they're like, ah, 54 days. And they're just like, oh, six more. You, you <laughs> would have, like, ah, didn't, nice try. I don't know. But get the fuck out or I'll shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so check out this one. <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. <laughs> check out this one. And here's uh, another story. And here, and, and, and let me... And let's go for some more. Uh, oh you would God. think crawling around the vents is just something you would see on TV. Yes. Whether it's in Die Hard, some other movie. You would not really expect it to happen in real life. So imagine everyone's surprise when sexy sensation Ricky Martin revealed to Britons this morning that he actually experienced this firsthand. A fan was creeping through the vents above his hotel room and got pretty lucky because he was naked at the time in his hotel room. Ricky heard a noise, oh. knew someone was in the room, then figured out that the fan found a way into, into the hotel's ventilation system. Despite all of this, he still took a picture with the fan and signed autographs after. That's a very, oh, that's a very astute, a astute deduction, Ricky. Yeah, that's, that, it feels like a little too... I don't know what it actually felt like, but that's a real quick leap of like, that's a noise. Interesting. I wonder if there's a fan crawling in my vents. Do you like, think when he discovered it, he said, I caramba? <laughs> Do you think that that's a Ricky Martin catchphrase? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's in like every every song he has, I think. Uh, what were your songs? No, it's not. It, no. Dance. La Vida Loca, that's it. <laughs> yeah. God, Ricky. What a Man, I respect that move so much, though. Truly for the people. Not kicking that guy out. Yeah. I mean, it's... I respect it on the one hand, but on the other hand, what kind of message does that send to your fans? Like, Send the message, try... at me. Have at me. Like, he must deal with crazy, zany plots now. It sends the message, try to achieve your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Work hard to achieve your dreams. He crawled through the ventilation system. It's not as easy as movies would lead you to believe. I feel like, crazy or not, he kind of earned that picture. He's going to jail. He's not, like, going home after this. Well, you saw Ricky yeah, Martin's I... dick. You got to go to jail now. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's free in the scene of Ricky Martin's dick. Sorry, son. You saw Ricky's D. That's three months in the slammer. You guys remember in Gremlins uh, that... When um, Phoebe Cates is like, yeah, my dad 
was trying to be Santa and he went down the chimney and he fell wrong and he broke his back and we didn't find him for like five days until we noticed the smell. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could have yeah. happened. <laughs> That's always uh, my fear with that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of that, how about another another thing to talk about, right? All right, one more. Um, oh, boy, run more. One oh, more. Jesus. Oh, there's so many good ones. Uh, I'll just do the absolute craziest one. Okay. Uh, I, may, I'm surprised I'd never heard of this. Apparently, Jared Leto, uh, as the a gift Joker? from a fan, received a, a severed ear Ooh. in the mail. Ooh. And that is the, the, the only... That's like the, the smallest crazy of it. Then he... Poked a hole in it and wore it as a necklace. Hey, man, I'll tell you this right now. I don't want to hear any more fucking Jared Leto talk on this podcast. You want to know something? The next cult documentary on HBO is coming from Jared Leto because he's got a whole island where he invites women and he brings them in and has meet and greets. He's a weird guy. Wait, 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 stop. This island thing's a thing? Yes. It I'm Googling Jared Leto's Island right now. Look up look up the Jared Leto like island meet and greets that he that he puts on where like you go and you spend time with him. Oh my god, he's dressed as Jesus. It is upsetting. He has all those 30 seconds to Mars videos that are all just him looking at himself in the video, trying to bang himself. It's very upsetting. I'd appreciate it if we did not talk about him anymore on this <laughs> Yeah. I think he's doing just fine without us talking about him. It's called Mars Island, like a shitty band. He called it Mars Island? Mars Island. It's in Croatia. 30 seconds to Mars. Jesus Christ. (laughs) He is a predator. Do you think that's what he screams right before he's about to come? He just got brought back to play the Joker. No, I don't think he screams that because I believe that 30 seconds to Mars is a vehicle for the insertion and seating of Leto. You know what I mean? Yeah. Into the American culture. Yeah. I mean, I just don't. I'm just not even. She's kind of lame, honestly. It's lame. He's just kind of. Not, not in a fun, funny way to me. No. Not like other people we talk about on here, I, I you know, it, it's fun. Steven Seagal. Their, their attempts to be cool. His, his, his attempts to be. Like, I think he's so successful. In the way he's crafted his image and this aura and this whole fucking thing, it's just wholly off-putting, and I don't want to be anywhere near it. Him getting a fan, a fan sending an ear to him is exactly what he wants. He loves yeah, that. Oh, you don't, I, you don't model like yourself after it. G- Yeah, yeah. Like, I looked it up to try to like, verify. It's like some people said it was maybe like a fake thing, but there's no like reveal that it was fake, and he's like not hiding his excitement about it like he's just thrilled to have this fun anecdote to tell on like jimmy fallon i'd love it i'd love it if the his brother because i think his brother is in 30 seconds tomorrow's with him i'd love it if the Mm -hmm. brother was just mysteriously missing an ear anytime that they played from now on he's always wearing earmuffs (laughs) I, (laughs) i think that like i mean I know that he sort of took it as a compliment, but what if it's just like this guy was listening to 30 Seconds to Mars and is like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Chops his own ear off. Man, so bad. Uh, the merch he's selling, 
right now for his band is just a hoodie that says see you in 2020 and the back of it it just says in plain lettering tiktok karen face mask stimulus check vaccine QAnon, lockdown bill gates hashtag see you in 21 this is a 30 seconds to mars hoodie the 30 seconds to mars hoodie and the other one is now he's selling 20th anniversary requiem for a dream merch which is such oh, a weird move to wear merch for right it's just a line it's of like... double-sided dildos <laughs> like oh. oh my god jared we got we gotta start we gotta move on no more jared jared oh. joe 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 what do we got uh i just have one quick story uh and it's mm. in the world of celebrities this is okay. from newsbreak.com i found this while scrolling for something related to twilight uh, and the title is uh, Tom Hanks we'll peek behind the curtain. And it says oh, you were scrolling. I was scrolling. Okay. Wait, and it oh, says okay. Tom Hanks admits that he has a dark side and that he is not always a good guy. Ah, oh. uh, wait. I've been waiting for this. Time out. I've been waiting for this. So All right, hard. wait, wait. And He's so a fucking saint. The the article says he admitted that anyone who takes advantage of his good nature will have to face the consequences. Tom Hanks may be known as the friendliest type in Hollywood, but he has admitted that he has a dark side and he is not always the nice guy that people expect him to be. Okay. And that's it. That's the entire article. Oh, what? No. <laughs> okay, wait. I have a different one. <laughs> wait, what? This one's this one's about uh, I was thinking Twy, so uh, it kind of sounds like Twee, which is what you call a twisted T. Um, okay. And in, uh, according to a new study, uh-huh. Philadelphia drinks the most twisted teas of any city in America. Oh, a new study found that. Yep. Um, <laughs> and when I uh, went, hey, uh, were you gonna keep doing your cancer research this year? Nah, I'm gonna do a different study. And uh, when told, <laughs> twisted tea. Shane Casper, 27, a South Philly native who lives in Blackwood, a self-proclaimed Twilight aficionado, said, "It's refreshing and is light enough to drink all day without ending up in a puddle." He said, and most importantly, it's easy to chug. Casper. <laughs> A union longshoreman said he drinks two to three cases of twisted tea light a week, but that's because he only drinks one to one to, one or two days a week. So it's not like he spreads it out. He's, he said, "Thank God." He said, "Twisted tea light is superior to the original twisted tea, without question." A former bouncer at Keenan's <laughs> Irish Pub in North Wildwood, New Jersey, where twisted tea is extremely popular, Casper said he wasn't surprised at all that Philly was the epicenter for the twisted tea light consumption. Twisted tea runs deep in Philly, mainly tea light, he said. I'm not surprised we love it. I'm surprised other places don't. Man. It's the most I've heard twisted tea in one fucking five-minute block in my life. That's a fucking PR paid for newspaper story. I was going to say, you think even twisted tea paid for that one? (laughs) Yeah. So the connection is twee light. It's a light. It's a a twisted tea light. It's a twisted tea light. Yeah. I mean, it's T-W. Yeah. I and it's light like twilight. I get it. Yeah, no, I I think it's spot on. Um so it's oh it's like iced tea with alcohol in it? Yep. Man. <laughs> Philadelphia can't get enough of oh, it. Oh wait, they're Ugh. known for it. Man, when you want I have I have another quote. I didn't read this far down. While his reputation okay. as a twisted tea light drinker has gotten him some good ribbing over the years, Casper said he's proud of his beverage of choice. Quote, and if being a giant guy with a beard holding the twisted tea light in my hands makes me a target, guess it comes with the tea life. <laughs> Man, what a fucking sounds like a fake champ. Persecution, oh. persecution complex. <laughs> we had completely Look, I know people are going to come at me. 
It might be harder to live as a guy who likes twisted teas. <laughs> this was written in 2020. People may say mean things about me in public. This is the guy who's drinking two cases of twisted tea over two nights, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it's three, two to three cases a week, but don't worry, he doesn't spread them out. He jugs them all on two nights. That's why people are staring, buddy, because you're, you're pounding 24, 24 bottles of, of fucking booze at night. His aspartame intake must be outrageous. Don't worry, it's light. He's not even going out when he drinks all that twisted tea. I mean, if you're getting that fucked up, it's probably better to not go out. Can you imagine if you're having just like a low-key, like, you know, having some friends over and (laughs) frickin' Dale comes by. Two cases of twisted tea. Not for the room. Man, just for him. I'll tell you this. Oh, walking around with a fucking stained mouth. Don't worry, guys. It's only for this night or tomorrow. (laughs) It gets you fucked up. Like, yeah. I really Aren't each of those kind of like a four loco, like just for like they're a big can. I think right? like a regular like one. A- no, I think regular ones are bottles, but there's so much sugar in those. It's just like like not the tea lights. There's so much sugar. It just gets you so fucked up. Yeah. Hey man, he's a big boy with a beard. Let him be. He'll be fine for a that while. A, that was a profile in courage. That was, <laughs> I'm gonna save. That. I'm, wait, I'm guessing Twisted Tea paid for that study. I think Twisted Tea is the only person who can make that study because they're the only people who have that data. Do you think that you think <laughs> that the study fl- is no, 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 just they, releasing they sales study? data? You think that the yeah. Philadelphia Inquirer really did the hard, hard-hitting undercover work to get that data? Yeah, yeah, they thought they were polling people. They're doing exit polling outside of bars. Yeah, we were hanging out only in Philly, and we found out that Philly is the only place that people drink Twisted Tea. I mean, the tragedy of this big-bearded guy is that he's not going to be included in these stats. He's an outlier. Two cases over two nights. He doesn't even count towards Philly's reputation. Oh, I see. Of twisted tea. I got you. I got you. Because he's drinking so much. He's drinking too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to slow he's it down. You got to spread those numbers. Out. Yeah. If he did, if he did that, if he spread it out over a week, he'd be helping Philadelphia like maintain its, you know, its freaking heritage as the twisted tea capital. Like, well, yeah, but you got to remember, he's got enemies on his back. He's a target. <laughs> He's got to get them down before they get them. I got to suck these things down before I get punched. He comes into your party, downs a case, 15 minutes dip. Yeah. Listen, I got a lot of heat coming in here tonight. This guy must spend so much of parties just making eye contact with people across the room being like, what? You got a problem with what I'm drinking? You got a problem with this? And they're like, what? Is it a red cup? I don't know. But it's hard to understand what he's saying because he's saying it around guzzling a twisted tea. Yeah. Okay, guys, we got to move it. on real quick to this game. Um, I'm closing it out tonight. We're going to play. Is that a real Twilight show premise? Oh, I didn't come I'm up with a title. You guys remember this. the Twilight Zone, right? Yeah. Oh, mm. excellent show. What's it's in the box? Like, nope. <laughs> hey, forget about it. There you go. Uh, it's been rebooted three times after the initial 1959 TV series, uh, most recently by Jordan Peele. Uh, what was it? Last year you did that? Tried that? Did anybody watch any of those? I haven't, just because it was on like Apple. It stinks. I heard it was, heard like it was not good. Yeah, I figured I would have heard if it was great and I didn't hear anything. I, I have an opinion that Twilight Zone as a premise existed best in, in the 1950s, 1960s, but, you know. We don't have Rod, Rod doing one of those corny intros. It's not true Twilight Zone. Yeah. I mean, the opening iteration is great. Anyway, yeah. I'm going to give you guys basic premise to a, to uh, an episode from The Twilight Zone, and I'm going to give you multiple choices of the details for that premise, and you're going to tell me which one you think is the actual Twilight's 
Twilight Zone episode premise, right? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Okay, I'll give you the title and the premise. Ready? Who wants hey, to sounds go good, my man. <laughs> what did you say? I'll go first. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do I'm it. I'm ready to All party. Right. Ready to go. Okay, 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 okay. This one's called Mr. Dingle the blank. Okay, in this episode, a lowly vacuum salesman is granted superpowers by a mysterious being. Are they in A, invisibility from a one-legged gypsy? This is towards Joe, by the yeah. way. A lowly vacuum salesman is granted superpowers by a mysterious being. Are they A, invisibility from a one-legged gypsy entrantress? B, super strength from a two-headed Martian? C, super intelligence from two Venusians? Or D, invulnerability from a three-armed angel? Hmm. Well, none of these people are... Giving him the power to bang the vacuum. Talk it out, buddy. Talk it out. Nobody's giving him the power to bang the vacuums. And I guess he could do that by himself. <sighs> there's a lot of there's a lot of extra appendages that I feel like are unnecessary. Um, I mean, you're a vacuum salesman. What are you more than anything in life that's invisible uh, to your okay. family to everybody? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Give you one more hint. The the powers that are granted to him at the end of the episode are revoked, humiliating him. Yeah. So it's the it's the it's the the gypsy. Oh, it's I the know gypsy the with the with the, the with invisibility yeah. from one legged gypsy enchantress. Yeah. Final answer. Yeah. You no, are super incorrect. Strength. It super is strength, super strength right? from a two headed Martian. Romy was correct. I've seen that episode. I've seen so many. The title of the episode is called Mister Dingle the Strong. Uh, a two-headed Martian scientist who is invisible to Earthlings gives a vacuum cleaner salesman and perennial loser, Luther Dingle, superhuman strength. Uh, he goes around being all strong and showing off, uh, and uh, the scientist returns and is disappointed that Dingle is using his strength only for show. And in the middle of, uh, or right before he's about to uh, perform some crazy feat, he removes the super strength, embarrassing Dingle. Now, the real kicker of this episode is as the Martians are leaving, they run the he run, the Martian runs into two Venusians who are also searching for an earthling to experiment on. And he goes, You know what? This dingle guy is really great. And so they give him super intelligence. So that I that answer that question actually had two correct answers and you missed them both. And who bangs the vacuums? <laughs> I don't understand. Man. I don't think there was that much banging in Twilight Zone. You're telling me Rod you're Sterling, telling me the nineteen sixties nineteen sixties tube vacuums are invented and no one is thinking about it. Okay. No, no one was thinking about it, okay? Um uh, moving on to hit, hit me up. Romy. Confident man. I feel like oh, he yeah. knows a lot I'm of these. I'm feeling good. I got that first one. That was a fucking deep cut. I'm I'm ready to rock. Okay. Trying to pick a good one. All right, all right, all Damn. right. Uh, I feel like you might know the one I was going to... Mm. Maybe an alien will come and give Romeo a sense in of this humor. One, an Irish man, <laughs> an, <laughs> in this one, an Irishman is influenced by an unusual object. Does his A, his hairbrush tell him to kill his wife? B, a dog tells him to drown his boss? C, his daughter's dolls tell him to dance? Or D, his puppet tells him to commit a robbery? Um, I'm gonna go with hairbrush. Hairbrush kills his wife. Why? Talk it out, man. I so I'm doing a little bit of elimination here. There's okay. a, there's a bunch of good doll episodes for mm-hmm. Twilight Zone, and I just don't think I think that would be a good one to plant because they do a lot of doll stuff. So I can't 
remember, but I just don't don't feel like there's a dancing doll one. Okay. Um, uh, the dog, the dog telling him to kill his boss is too funny. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be real. Um, uh, what was the other one? So the, it's uh, puppet tells him to commit robbery, and hairbrush tells him to kill his wife. Puppet tells him to commit robbery is like that's close. That's close to when I, that was my second choice, but I just feel like. I, again, I don't know. Like that would be that would be a rip roaring episode. Like I would love that, and I feel like I would have seen it and I would remember it because I'm a big heist guy, mm-hmm. all about heist movies. And I feel okay. like puppet dictating a robbery, like I'd be all about that. So yeah. I think hairbrush. I I feel like there's something about that that feels real. It's like hairbrush looks like a microphone, like something mm-hmm. you talk to. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's like his wife's hairbrush. So like the hairbrush is pissed at his. He's getting a lot of hair from his. They wife. are, you know, Rod Serling was pretty horny for symbolism. Yeah, um, he's a big symbolism guy. Final I answer. I talked myself hairbrush. into this pretty strongly, and I'll be upset if I'm wrong. But I feel Final like answer, I. Hairbrush? Yeah, I know this one. You are incorrect. Fuck. Oh, a puppet I, tells wh- him to commit robbery. Oh. This episode is called Caesar and Me. It's episode 148 of the original series. Um, in this in this episode, Jonathan West, an unsuccessful Irish ventriloquist, who's perpetually broke, uh, uh, stumbles upon a ventriloquist dummy that eventually tells him to commit a series of crimes, robbing a deli, then a nightclub. Um, his wife uh, overhears him having a conversation with a ventrilo- with the dummy. It, uh, it doesn't go well for anyone involved. Oh man, I'm so excited to watch that episode. Caesar and me, <laughs> it's a good one. And lastly, coming to Eric. Eric, I'm going to give you one and then another one. Why? Um, why? Why? I, never mind. You'll have one then. All right. Less. In this in, in this episode, someone desperate for help turns to black magic. Do they, A, conjure Genghis Khan to defend him from bullies? B, Conjure William Shakespeare to help him write a sitcom. C. Conjure Cleopatra to practice kissing. Now, would I watch? C. Obviously. C. Yeah. But what do I think the writers went with? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the year of this episode? Say it again. Can you tell me the year of this episode? The name. The, the year. year. Oh, the year of the episode. I'm sorry. I'm having a little time hearing you. Um, the year of the episode is 1963. It is episode... Uh, it's the final episode of the original series. I feel like Genghis Khan was probably pretty popular. Oh, I'm sorry. It was the final episode of The Twilight Zone to be one hour long, not the final of the series. I still think it's A. I think it's Genghis Khan. Conjure Genghis Khan to defend him from bullies? Well, you are... Also incorrect. They Mother conjured Shakespeare? William Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Shakespeare to help him write. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I haven't dumb. seen that one either, though. <laughs> a bumbling screenwriter, Julius K. Moomer, is becoming desperate for a sale after years working on unproduced scripts. Uh, he eventually conjures William Shakespeare, who helps him get ideas. Eventually, William Shakespeare becomes a, uh, is writing so much that he becomes a writer in his own right. Julius encourages him to stick around and become a writer. Uh, Shakespeare's like, yeah, I don't know about it. I'll go to a screening, and if they do my play, do, the, do my script justice, maybe I'll stick around and write for this Hollywood biz. Uh, he goes, he's so irate at what the sponsors did to the material that he starts beating up uh, uh, the people. <laughs> uh, 
That's commonly great. listed as one of the worst episodes of the Twilight Zone. It was a very thinly veiled uh, reference from the writers of the Twilight Zone towards the external pressures influencing <laughs> the content of the show. Wow. It's and, ironic that they're like showing up the uh, like the perceived like external influences that were ruining their art would be such a terrible episode. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like and, they're like, let's show the man like we can be creative. Hey guys, be. no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun fact about this: uh, one more thing you can guess uh, of what famous mustachioed man uh, was one of his first roles was in this episode. Oh, um, famous mustachioed. Sam mm-hmm. Elliott. No. Nah. What about James nah. Brolin? Mm, no. Too young, I think. 1963. 1963. Oh, he Burt Reynolds. Bumbling screener. Yes, yes, it was Burt Reynolds. Nice. Oh. Damn. Oh. Different, a different fun fact. Uh, my dad uh, once was set up on a blind date with Rod Serling's daughter. Um, and she... How'd it go? She canceled. <laughs> oh. I mean, crazier things have happened. I mean, I could have been... Yeah, if any of us could do a good Rod Serling voice, this would be a great time for it. Um, Here's a place. (laughs) Was that not good? Anyway, it's a a place where... One more to the group. Crazy things. Oh, man, Rod, is that you? Uh, One more to the group. In this episode, a baseball manager devises the perfect way to save his season. Who does he recruit to the team? A, a robot. B, a shaved chimp. C, the devil. Oh, it's none of these. Man. It's a dog. <laughs> um, is that? I I don't. The robot. There was a boxing one where it was a robot. So I don't think it was a robot, unless they mm. did that twice. Eric, uh, any thoughts? Robot, shaved chimp, devil. I like devil. Devils don't come up enough in sports because they're really scary, and that's mm-hmm. a good mascot. But I, I feel like, like Christians are yeah. too involved in sports, so we don't see it a lot. So if I'm a Twilight Zone writer, I'm thinking, like, what's something that's interesting that we don't get to see a lot? And the first thing that comes to my mind is devil mascots in sports. Yeah. I think I, mean, I just can't imagine the level of technology at the time ever being able to pull off a shaved chimp believably doing anything on a set. Oh, I would mm. guess given the laws of the time, they could just have a <laughs> shaved chimp. I think they could shave chimp. Yeah, I'm going to I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm going to go with shaved chimp. <laughs> I bet yeah, it would, be, it would have to be like a puppet. A... It would be like a chimp puppet and it would be like cut to a, a frame. A chimp puppet? Like, you think that's you know, what they could do like a chimp face mask. Yeah. You know? And then they, oh, they would in a uniform like the rest of the time and just run around like a chimp. No, that's a good point. And on the mound, next like, is wrinkles, nipples. I think the chimp is sort of the the best idea there. All right, let's take yeah. a vote. Hey, who's for robot? No one? Shave chimp. I, no I'm one? switching to robot. Shave chimp is a red herring. Okay, so we got one for robot. Nobody for shave chimp. I think I'm going to go with shave chimp just okay, because I was kind of resold. Chimp. I like that idea. I think er- devil's probably right. <laughs> and Eric chimp. has made his choice of the devil. Oh, man. Shave chimp is so entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> just some yeah. poor monkey freaking out on set. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be the devil. Imagine right? how cold it was. Uh, just it hurling baseballs was. angrily. <laughs> 
Uh, the episode was called The Mighty Casey, and Shrimp. Casey, uh, I mean, Jim, was a Jim. Jim. robot. Whoa! What? What? Who had the he ability to throw super fast baseballs that could not be hit. Oh, man. It's like now, they switched it up with uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt for uh, the rookie. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, Casey, uh, you know, he's successful for a bit, but unfortunately, shortly after getting introduced to the team, Casey gets beamed with a ball. Uh oh. And when he comes to, uh, the, the league figures out he's a robot and takes a, says he has to be taken off the team because he's not uh, human. So his inventor gives him a heart so, um, he can, yeah. so he can have him classified as human. It, but here's the problem. With a heart now, he has human emotions. Doesn't want to throw the ball fast yeah. anymore because he's worried about ruining these, these batters' careers. Oh. And therein lies the Twilight Zone. Yeah, the bicentennial oh. man him. That's great. What a little, what a little twist! What a little insight into the human experience. Yeah. And then, so I pulled all of those from a list uh, at the a bottom, a list ranking all of the Twilight Zone <laughs> episodes. I pulled them all from the bottom twenty. That's really smart because I I go to those lists and then just watch from the top down. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No one's so, like, yeah. let me let me see a real stinker of a of a TV show from 1961. Hey, what's on oh, the plane? Hey, what's on the plane wing? <laughs> hey. Wh- there what? was one that I saw recently that was like a a lot. It was, I just saw a random one on Netflix, and it was th- this guy who who who's very anti gambling and goes to a casino, and his wife's like, "I would love to play," and he's like, "Gambling's the devil! Like you are a stupid woman. You'd never like you can't handle money." And then he like mm-hmm. plays once and then gets hooked on a machine, and then the machine like comes to life and taunts him and says uh-huh. his name, and that's. It. It's like the most nothing like gambling is bad. Hey man, episode. I'm gonna tell you best episode. I'm gonna tell you that, that that's that's not just an episode. That's a reality that I see in multiple people that I know. <laughs> um, oh. At the end, the 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 ATM machine like appears when he's like lying on the street dead from jumping, and then the oh. ATM machine like shoots a quarter at him and is like gives him a little like sound like gotcha, Jesus. <laughs> It's dark, Romy. I don't like that they added that in at the end. Oh, That's... no. It was so... And it was so, like, not... It so didn't... Like, they could have made it a show about, like, like the addiction and, like, how that, you know, seeps into your mind. And it, But they also just made the, the casino machine, like, magic in, like, a very goofy way. Yeah. So it would just, like, walk around and, like... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not, That's my review. They're not. They can't all be winners, you know. They had to make. They had to. These TV shows. They had to churn stuff out, you know. Sometimes you got to just say, "What if that came to life?" Um. Anyway, on that note, we're gonna say uh goodbye for this week. Thank you for listening. We've been conspiracy. You can find us online at uh it, on Twitter at it's conspiracy or on Instagram at conspiracy loves you. Um, either place is a link tree where you can find all of our content. Be, be sure to tell your friends, uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Does anybody have any last words? No. Abject silence. All right. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. See you guys.